I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to another brand spanking box fresh new episode of Is It Just Me? That's right, you're here with us, James Williams and Joe Elvin, and we are going to dissect all the really, really important topics today. We're going to talk about... All sorts of things like autocorrect and sleeping in and wine and all the things that really matter in these post-pandemic times. And we are going to be joined by none other than the guru of health and well-being, nutritional expert as Gabriella Peacock, nutritionist to the stars and sometimes to the likes of me. She has... Um, yeah, we've discussed my poos. That's, let's just put it that way. So that's And that's all part of a day's work for Glamorous Gabriella. You'd never know it to look at you. Welcome, Gabriella. Oh, the great detail. Well, thank you so much. Sorry. I have to say, I have to say, Gabriella, I think you definitely win the prize for the, pers- the person on the podcast to have the word poo in their introduction. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I know, sorry. But you know what? She, she's made of strong stuff, Gabriella. She's heard yeah. it all. Very proud. Do not worry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we won't go into detail about that, but um, yeah, that's all. But that's all part of your job, isn't it? It is. It is. I guess. I, I guess I've been surrounded by all the kind of digestive issues, and I've studied for so long hearing about poos that it becomes complete. Mess. So it does. <laughs> literally... <laughs> and you've got three kids, and I've got three children. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it? You got? Yeah, carry, carry on, James. Oh, I was just going to say, Gabriel. I mean, I, I just feel like we should get straight into it because your new book, Two Weeks to Feeling Great, could literally not have come at a better moment, right? Because I just mm. feel like I speak for the nation when this lockdown, this past year, we've drank all the wine, we've eaten all the cheese, we've eaten all the chocolate. I think any semblance of a routine or good rituals or habits for a lot of us have gone right out the window. So I just think the title of your book alone could not come at a better time. Well, you were, you're very sweet. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> there is also, I, I also felt it's a good time for the book to come out, which is slightly more realistic. I find there is a lot of amazing nutritional information around. And, you know, since I started studying nutrition, which was what, probably 15 years ago now, uh, to now, you know, there was no information about nutrition, about what we're supposed to eat, what is good for us. And now you almost have this, overload of you know being healthy it's quite trendy at the moment everybody loves to talk about wellness and actually if anything it creates a lot of confusing people I found uh, you know and and you know I have very confused patients coming to my clinic thinking I need to take 30 different supplements a day or I'm not taking any supplements a day because I'm just really confused so I think there is yeah. just so much information it's so you know and everybody, as I said, um, kind of loves to have their opinion. And there, is, there are great nutritional books, you know, which, which I love to read. But, but a lot of knowledge around, I found it's very judgy. Uh, and I feel like it doesn't work for me. Hence, it, it, it really doesn't work for my clients. I think you're absolutely right. I think that wellness as a word has really been hijacked in recent years to mean this kind of like rigidity and deprivation and frankly expense um you know it's it's all about spending thousands of pounds on 
you know, these products or these gadgets. And then you've got proponents of it like Gwyneth Paltrow, who shock horror is in the news today because she ate bread in lockdown, everybody. She, that's, how, that's how bread it got. She had to have some bread. I mean, I can bear, I'm just vomiting as I say it, bread, bread, just crying, thinking about it. It's like, what's happened to us? I know, I know. It, it's all very sad. Someone eating carbohydrates, but <laughs> honestly, but yes, definitely. There is a lot of judgment. There is a lot of pointy finger at your, you know, imperfections. And you know, in the end of the day, and I very much kind of weirdly, my patients are very living very similar lifestyle as as I do, and perhaps that's what kind of attracts them to come and see me because I am trying to be very realistic because. We have a businesses we run, you know, we have children, we we travel well, but you, we used to travel quite well, quite a lot. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll do yeah. it again, but yeah. you know, who can be perfect and do your free organic meals a day, you know, made from scratch for your children and, and throw a couple of green juices into it. So so I think that is really is a time for something, you know, for the book to, you know, for source of information to be very realistic. You can dip in and out, pick what's relevant for you, want to lose some weight healthily, this is your guide, come back to it when you need to, there's no judgment attached to it. Yeah, but and I think that you were the one who, I had a meeting with you months ago now where we discussed intermittent fasting and I've always been such a refusenik having um, worked with people who do things like the 5-2 and I feel like there should be a therapy group for people who work with people who are doing the 5-2 because there's nothing worse than an office full of hangry women um but you 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 kind of like convinced me that that it was worth doing yeah likewise Gabrielle I have to stick yeah we've been given an advance of your book and first of all you're totally right I I what I loved about your book was it was so relatable I think again not as not only does a lot of wellness uh well a lot of wellness gurus and a lot of wellness authors it just feels a bit airy fairy in a way, in a way uh, too so far removed from people's daily reality. I love the tone of your voice, the way you just spoke to people in a very normal way. It felt very relatable. And like I said, I, as with Joe, I was very anti the whole intermittent fasting thing. I've had friends tell me about it and it just felt like it wasn't going to work for me. And your book, I can now say I, I'm a week in, I've been doing the intermittent. So not, I've not been doing the five two. I'm not doing that. I'm doing the, um, the sort of eight hour eating window. And so far- yeah. It's actually, I, I'm, I'm getting on board with it, Gabriella. And I say that as somebody who never thought, because I'm such a, a fiend for breakfast. Breakfast gets me up in the morning. And so the idea of not having that 8 a.m. meal was a mm. bit foreign. But I've got to say, so far, I'm kind of getting it and I'm enjoying it. So for that, Gabriella, can you give us a, a potted explanation of that, that eating window? I will do. Well, sh should I tell you, I was actually going to answer what, what you said, James, about intermittent fasting. What I... Um, what I love about it and what initially sold me into intermittent fasting as a nutritionist, it's actually the health benefits. It's not really, uh, you know, the weight loss, which is almost a side effect. And I believe that's what I told you so, a while ago. Uh, it's extremely, extremely, extremely healthy. And actually, I've, I've based my dissertation on prevention of cancer and intermittent fasting um, when I was finishing Westminster. And it's fascinating. Without supplements, without expensive meals, without expensive, you know, stuff, just by the way you eat, you can increase your longevity. You can, um, you know, be um, make your body more um, less inflammatory, if that makes sense. Yeah, chronic diseases, and you can lose weight, which is very powerful tool to obviously being healthier as well. So, I just find that really, really fascinating. And to answer your question, yes, intermittent fasting can be tough. You need to find a plan which works for you. Hence, my book. It's based on two different plans because very much. As you know, I believe that you need to find something what suits you. If I'm forcing you to do something which doesn't work with your lifestyle, you will hate me, not achieve any result, and never come to see me again. So yeah. So um, I love I love the five two and four three, which is in my book. It's the alternate day fasting because it creates quick results, and and you know I see the results with as little time as two weeks, three days of reducing your calorie intake, non consecutive days. You know it's it's. It can be quite daunting, and I completely appreciate your your hungry hungry women. <laughs> your first point, but if yeah. you do it well, you don't have to be angry. You know, there are little tricks how you can help yourself. But I completely appreciate it doesn't work for everyone. And then you have the sixteen eight, which is a bit easier for some because you don't have to plan, and all you need to do is just to pick up your sixteen hour of non eating or eight hour of eating window, basically. Mm. 
and it can be it can be any time you could be skipping breakfast or some people prefer to have really early dinner um and then you can have breakfast a bit earlier if that makes sense and also yeah but what i like about it as well gabriel you can almost adapt it depending on your schedule your day so say for example you've got to go for a work dinner that night you can move your eight hour window slightly later in the day right so you it's about when you start when you finish that's basically the kind of premise and obviously you know you, you can't just eat mcdonald's in that eight hour you have to be relatively you know uh, you know measured in your choices i mean i think for me I've always been a big believer. Joe will vouch for this. And I, I get very hangry if I eat past 7 p.m. at night. <laughs> so eating dinner before 7 p.m. is ideal for me. Um, and my friends will also vouch for that. I can turn into the Hulk if I don't eat by that point anyway. So for me, it's more re, sort of re, retraining my brain, so like I said, in the morning to not have that need to wake up and have breakfast. But like I said, I like there's not this rigidity in your book and in your, your, your beliefs. And I think that's what's really appealing. to, And I think it will be very appealing to lots of people. It, it as, as I said, it needs to work with you. Every dietary model I would prescribe to you as a nutritionist, you need to have the ability to go in and out. It depends on how you live your life and depends what you want to do. I, I really don't believe that, you know, you perhaps you buy the book because you want to lose some weight. You achieve your, you know, you achieve your goals, you're there. It's completely normal within the next eight months to gain uh, one or two kilos. I'm not talking about yo-yo dieting when you go five up and five down. But, you know, we live life and you, you don't want to, you know, I am not in a, on the same weight all throughout the year because because we have Christmas when we eat a lot. You know, I eat yeah. in the summer, I drink a lot in the summer. So it's always by, you know, by having the knowledge, which hopefully I'm providing in the book, I'm hoping that people can read the bits which are relevant to them. They will get their knowledge because my purpose is to educate, you know, you and um and then you could you could use the you know you could use the tools a year later when you feel like you gain some weight and you should be able to dip in and out so it's really not about something rigid and drastic because I think once you start eating you will gain the back back on how, how do you feel Gabriella about we talk about this a lot in my office lately and we I think we'll be doing something on it later in the year but this whole the demonizing of diet culture um I don't know. I, I think that a lot of people um, feel like any discussion of weight loss is body shaming or, you know, negative. But I kind of feel like we all have an optimum weight and we all do. You know, I'm just wondering how you navigate that, because I'm sure that people don't just come to you for weight loss. It must be a huge part of what people are coming to you for. So, yes, uh, weight loss is probably probably 90 percent of my patients come to see me for the for, you know, for the weight loss purposes. Um, but obviously the way I've been trained, you never ever look at just weight loss. There's no way this is, a, you've been, I've been trained as a holistic practitioner. So you automatically look yeah. at energy levels, at their digestion, the way they sleep, the way their hormones are balanced because everything in the end of the day will link to their weight. So it's very relevant. You cannot just starve yourself, lose some weight, but if you not start rebalancing your bad sleep, perhaps your high stress levels or the fact that you have no energy for other days. So it really comes. That's why I'm hoping the book is relevant because you have a different chapters relating to the different, you know, goals you may want to address next to the weight. Yeah. With regards to kind of diets and, and, and the diet being a mean word, it's, I'm kind of hoping we are slightly over it now. I mean, that's one, for me, one, you know, good thing which came out from all this, uh, all this lockdown and all this terrible virus experience is we now understand how bad excess weight is for us uh, and, and how terrible obesity it, it is. And yeah, knowing that for years, but it's just, you know, we know that inflammation is what eventually you know will kill us um and obesity it's extremely un you know inflammatory not anti-inflammatory so it's it's really really important to have healthy weight i mean obviously as a nutritionist i recognize the extreme when, when you know people are much lower weight when they're supposed to be an excessive dieting but there is a health there's a healthy balance and we really shouldn't be scared of talking about it because because yeah it's unhealthy to be very overweight Mm, no, I agree with you. And it's just something that I've noticed if we've, I, you know, the, my readership on the magazine is slightly older and weight gain is more of a concern as you get older. And so we publish, you know, that sort of stuff. And I get a lot of young, and it's, it does tend to be from younger people, I get criticism about body shaming because we've run a nutrition plan. And I just find that, I, I find it frustrating. But, yeah. I find it extremely frustrating because, mm. I mean, 
it is it is you know we're going back to your health we are not talking about how you look in the bikini we are talking yeah exactly yeah how healthy your, your body is so you need to be able to talk about it but also, yeah i think as well i think where where it's dangerous i think is where it's very faddy and very, and very restrictive and i think i think there's a fine balance between the level of control and i think it goes back to my original point when i spoke about your book and the timing of it gabriella i really do feel like the last year for a lot of people and i say this as somebody who is relatively you know i exercise a lot i eat well but you know in the last year you know i i did let the bad habits slip back in you know i was drinking more i was eating food i normally would never eat Oh, so, you didn't eat bread, did you, James? I did. I was making oh, bread and then eating it. I wow. Mean, God, I mean, shoot me now. But on, but yeah. in all seriousness, you know, I think it's it's about a loss of control, right? And I think there's no harm in suddenly going, okay, this is about reassessing, finding a balance, and putting back in a bit of structure. So that I think because we're all working from home, it's so much easier to lose that structure with everything, whether it's your working hours or what you eat and what you drink, you know. And I think. That's what I like about this. You know, we, we can't just, you know, in the same way you couldn't just sleep all day, you can't just sit and eat and drink and do whatever you want the entire time. There does need to be an element of control. And I think the whole diet and nutrition thing is a lot more nuanced than yeah. people are allowing it to be. And I think there's nothing yeah. wrong saying. Yeah. But in, in the same time, I completely agree with what you're saying. And a lot of people, and actually I've done a few interviews during the lockdown and a lot of people ask me out, uh, you know, would you really, you know, people are already stressed. Would you put them on some kind of dietary plan? It's more stressful. And actually, I, I disagree with that. I think actually having a clear kind of start and say, okay, from tomorrow, I really need to start sorting myself out. You know, it doesn't mean starting, you know, starving myself, but even if it's the, you know, 16 hour not eating window, just to give a body a bit of a break because yeah, personally, I mean, I know it from my experience, I get in the circle of, I just can't stop thinking about food. And I wake up in the morning thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm like, I never used to, you know, sometimes. Oh, I love doing that though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, you know, just to switch off and, you know, food should be your fuel. Obviously we should be enjoying food as well, but there is a very delicate balance between, you know, it's time to reset. I don't have to go crazy. I'm going to choose the plan which works for me. Uh, and I'm going to stick to it. And actually from the kind of mental perspective of my patients at least I find that it's very empowering as opposed to I'm sitting home I'm eating the baguette again you know I feel bloated and horrible but I don't really know how to start so bit of a structure in your life I, I feel like it, it really helps people and during the lockdown there was no structure whatsoever right yeah yeah the there are so many really bad dietary plans and and you know I've done 15 years of modeling I've tried them all like literally all and, and I completely understand why, you know, the diet and the diet plans would have the bad uh, kind of, you know, the bad cloud around it. But but it could be a very healthy experience if you, if you choose the bad, a good plan. Well, I think well, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be uh, really interested, actually. And I, I, I think uh, it's going to be very, very popular, Gabriella. So the book, uh, Two Weeks to Feeling Great, it's out now and available everywhere, I'm assuming. Is that right? It's that uh, uh, we're, we're going out the week. The book goes out, I believe, this episode. So it's available in all the good bookshops. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon retailers. <laughs> and it is, it's fascinating. The science is actually really fascinating. I would definitely recommend it. And also, it, lo it looks lovely. The pictures are lovely, too. So, you know, what's <laughs> everything to love. Well, uh, that's because Gabriella's a glamorous, glamorous being. <laughs> yeah. From now, Gabriella. I'm really glad. Um, you like the book and I'm really really happy you're trying the plans James oh well, yeah I'll let, I'll let you know how I get on but so far so good fingers crossed so anyway Gabrielle now on to the main event are you ready to uh, talk some serious silly nonsense about some very lightweight but very serious topics absolutely right let's do this so Joe Gabriella I'm going to dive in first this week um is it just me um, who basically just cannot seem for the life of me to lie in anymore? Now, I remember like in my 20s. <laughs> yep, that's just you. <laughs> in, my, in my 20s, 30s, I would like, in my natural body clock, if I was allowed to, I would sleep until, genuinely sleep soundly till 10 a.m. and just wake up refreshed, feeling good to go. Now, I've turned into one of those people, maybe it's an age thing. Literally, I wake up before my alarm. I'm one of those annoying people. Can I just say, between that and your thing about you have to eat before dinner before 7 p.m., you really are turning into a nana. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, yeah. Gabriele, maybe you can tell me that's all connected. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But, um, no, but seriously, yeah. like, 
I've, I've now, I, I mean, who wakes up before their alarm clock? What kind of an annoying person wakes up before the alarm? And oh, then, I love it when that happens though, don't you? Because then you realise you can go back to sleep. Well, no, well, do you know what happened to me today? I got actually quite annoyed because I didn't. I actually set up to the alarm today and I've got so used to waking up before having the extra 25 minutes that today I was nearly late because I'd actually slept the full amount. But anyway, where do you two stand? How are your sleeping patterns at the moment? Should I go? Gabriella. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I think sadly, James, it's just a natural process of aging. It's so depressing. <laughs> I think we are probably similar age. Um, yeah. Well, with me kind of personally, um, I am very good. Well, I used to be very good sleeper and I can definitely wake up in the morning and push myself and have another three hours if I, if I can. The problem is I have three small children kind of running around, um, running around. So even if someone managed to remove them so I don't see them, I still have this guilt. So I do wake up around around 7.30 and kind of think, oh, I, I should probably be doing something. But um, with regards to kind of, yeah, well, I quite like when I wake up before my alarm clock. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so not morning person. Actually, those occasions when I actually wake up naturally, you know, rather than being in a misery of in completely dark room, which my husband is insisting on, uh, and kind of having really annoying um alarm clock beeping next to my head I actually think naturally waking up it's, it's it's really lovely and because it's not it's not in my norm you know I kind of love it that's why I love having jet lag and you know going to LA and, and seeing the sunrise for the first time in months <laughs> yeah I mean you're not there yet I I'm sort of a I'm a woman of a certain age where my I, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning so and then I, I, I do usually manage to get back to sleep by around four, but then it makes it very hard to get up without an alarm. So then, you know, lying in for me is really not a problem at all. I'm always tired. So, yeah. You know, Joe, that three o'clock in the morning waking up, it's not, it's not actually, it doesn't have to be age sign at all. It can be, it is a stress sign because I have, yeah. that, of my patients do and three Weirdly, three o'clock in the morning, it's when it normally kicks in. And if I'm stressed, if I have to do any kind of public speaking, which absolutely terrifies me, um, I, I literally, I wake up around two, three o'clock, takes me two hours to go back to sleep. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm so used to it now. I, I used to get really wound up, which would like keep me lying there awake and awake. But now that I think, oh, well, this is just it and I will get back to sleep, then that helps me get back to sleep quicker. <laughs> If you know what I mean to say. What's the sign of magnesium deficiency? Uh, I feel like you're taking... Oh, off. you're so right. You know, I've been, I'm, I used to be diligent with that and I've, I've slipped off a bit. But yeah, yes, you're yeah. right. This is great. I'm getting free advice. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I was going to say... I was going to say, do you guys have a sort of bedtime ritual? Because I mean, me and my friends have been talking a lot about this. I mean, what what amazed me was I thought, because as a rule now, I pretty much always am heading for bed at around 10 o'clock lights out by about 10.30. I thought that was early. And one of my friends the other day, who's now signed up to one of these sleep apps where you know he gets data and analysis of every night. Oh no, I, I can't be doing with that. Well, he sent it to me. Yeah. Though, and it was something like he'd been told he had a good night's sleep that night. And he was like, I got eight hours sleep. What do I do? No, I'm telling you, therein lies the route to insomnia, being obsessed with. Yeah, but listen, how, how, how many hours, what I did, when, I, you know, then, you, then you're then you awake in the day going, oh, I didn't get enough REM. It's rubbish. I would never do it. No, but what shocked me was when he sent me the screen grab, I was looking at it all going, okay, that looks like you had eight hours sleep. And then I looked at when it started and I sent him a message back going, hang on a second, do you go to bed at 7.30 p.m.? And he was like, yes. And I was genuinely taken aback. I'm like, Are you seven? <laughs> I was like, how can you go to bed at 7.30? If I was going to bed at 7 p.m., I'd be up by 2 a.m. I just don't. I mean, you know, that, then you'll never see Line of Duty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You must never see any decent TV if you're going to bed at 7.30. I mean, where, where are you two? What time do you call bedtime? About 11. Oh, 11. Gabriella. Mm. Um, I'm terrible. I go through going to sleep quite early and then going to sleep rather late um, over the weekends. Uh, it's, the, it's the lockdown which kind of slightly changed, well, which very much changed what we do during the week. So I'm now extremely lazy. I kind of refuse to go for dinners during the week because I just can't cope with it. It's, it's just uh, I'm with you there. It's hard, isn't it? I love lunch. Yeah. 
can't cope with dinners because by six o'clock, all I want to do is sit down, basically send my children upstairs and, and sit down and order some really good food. And, and but, you know, but we, we have a mutual friend in Celia Walden and she and I, we're, we're the perfect drinking buddies because we like to meet at 6 p.m. and be done by 8 p.m. And that's and we love that. And, and nobody feels ashamed to be like, I'm, I'm done with you now. I want to go to bed. Yeah. We start at four, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. Um, I kind of, yeah, I kind of, I kind of balance during the week. Uh, I just feel so tired all the time. I feel like I'm working much harder than I used to. Um, so I, I'm, I would be ready to go to bed by eight o'clock, but I kind of stay awake uh, watching a mindless television till probably ten o'clock, and then I, I'm very good with falling asleep. Um, with my iPad, which is one thing I tell my patients never, ever to do. Well, I was just about to ask you, where do you stand on, I don't understand these people who've got the phone on next to their bed all night. I just, I wouldn't be able to cope with that either. I put it on um, airplane mode just because. I, I turn it off. It goes off at 10 o'clock and it's downstairs. If you want to come and mug me or attack me in the middle of the night, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll have no means for phoning the police. But yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to tell yourself if you have problems with falling asleep or not. Um, I was quite lucky. I find it very easy to go to sleep. So as I would normally recommend, never to watch television, you know, all the kind of all the stuff which I'm saying in my book, uh, not to do, um, you know, watch television and watch your iPad. I find it really easy to watch, uh, to go to sleep whilst watching something completely mindless. It leads to be, it yeah. to be kind of quite, quite easy going. And I literally fall asleep whilst watching something and just throw my iPad on the floor. And the same thing with, with with my phone. I just can't be bothered even picking it up. So so um, I find it easy, but I completely appreciate people don't. And, and actually book would be the better option. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why you're the kind of nutritionist I can get on board with, Gabriella, because you don't necessarily always abide by your own advice. That's brilliant. That's what makes you relatable. <laughs> Too much on bad TV, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I've been so, that's one of my New Year's resolution. Every year I need to start reading more books. And my, my husband, it's, it's, it's a big reader and he really judges me. But I just, oh my God, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. And I, I, I it's just, it's because I read all day for work. And I, so I, it's just the last thing I want to do in the evening. And I, I find that, yeah. I am using my brain, not that other people don't, I appreciate that, but mm. I feel like I'm trying to sound smart all day long. And actually by the evening, the last thing I can do, and I also choose the books which are not really easy going. That's a habit I have from university that every book I read needs to be somehow educational. And then English is not my first language. And then literally after seven pages, whilst you're trying to memorize something and fall asleep at the same time, it's just so stressful. And actually just a thought of holding iPad and watching MasterChef at the moment. <laughs> Maybe we, maybe we, maybe we should buy Gabriella some Sweet Valley High sets or something. It was like it's just something really like stupid. Yeah, no, I love um, everything, everything on BBC iPlayer. So. Um, oh, no, I'm totally with you. Sometimes you just can't. If you've had one of those days, I mean. I, I'm always recommended these amazing shows that are really trendy and everyone's watching them. And I suddenly go, I haven't got the brain capacity. I'm just going to watch another repeat of the Kardashians or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's just, there's just no, there's no room in there. It's just no room in the brain to do it that day. At least but. I'm learning how to cook, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm learning nothing from the Kardashians. I also but, yeah. only watching professional cooking shows, and I am I am not a great cook. Uh, which actually, it, it's it's amazing. You've learned all this new wording and everything, but I can hardly cook. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um well okay if it's not just me then that's basically well I, I think like i said sleep is a, it's a it's a funny old thing but maybe it's just like as you said i think it's just an age thing i i, I genuinely don't believe i've not really changed much although actually gabrielle i will say this i am sleeping better i think since i've started doing the intermittent fasting because i think i don't know if that's have you noticed that happens with people is it a byproduct yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep, because you're balancing your energy levels throughout the day and everything what you do throughout the day if you're hopefully following the eating protocol when you eat but Doesn't hang make- on a minute hang on a minute is it not just because when i'm doing fasting or you know i've had to sort of like fast for medical tests or something i go to i go to bed because then i can just forget how hungry i am and go to sleep <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> So let's just get this day over with. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, no, because um, because going to bed hungry and actually having imbalanced energy levels during the day, and particularly going to bed hungry without having any protein, 
before you go to kind of bed uh, would make you would make you wake up and would make your quality sleep much worse. So actually intermittent mm-hmm. fasting would help. It doesn't help directly. It doesn't make you sleep better, but because it balances your energy levels during the day and you hopefully eating better because of the you know food tips you got, um, you will sleep better as well. You know, different people and different at the different stages of life, you need a different amount of sleep. So I wouldn't necessarily think as long as you wake up and feeling refreshed and feeling fine, um, it's absolutely fine waking up at, I don't know, five, five, six o'clock, if you feel that's okay for you. That's true, actually. Do you know what I think it is for me more than anything? I, I agree with you, actually. I, I, I don't give myself a hard time about not sleeping for eight hours. I sleep until I feel ready to get up. But I think really for me, what I'm struggling with now is there was just the ritual of the weekend that you would just naturally sleep in that a little bit later on a Sunday, have a really lazy Sunday morning. Oh, no, I'm still up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday, you know. But anyway, if any of our lovely readers or listeners do have any tips for how to lie in, then please do drop us an email. You know, we love hearing from you guys. It's um, the usual email address. Is it just me podcast at gmail.com. And a little shout out this week to Catherine, Catherine Hobbs, who emailed us, Joe, to say she's been listening to the podcast whilst she's been working from home. She started- oh, hi, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Uh, she started on the very first one we did back in 2016 during lockdown. Oh she's my God, currently... she's one of the real ones. I know. And she's currently yeah. on um, episode uh, April 2018 with Roman Kemp. Uh, she says, I'm supposed, going... I'm supposed to be going back to the office in July. It's not going to work for me, I'm afraid. I need to put all my full-time attention into this podcast. Thanks for doing it. I think it. that's quite wise. Yeah, Absolutely. quit your job. Give Just dedicate job. your life to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. thanks for listening. And uh, if, you, um, if you want to drop us an email, and we'll give you a shout out then, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Right, next up, Gabriella, I think following on from sort of evening rituals, I believe you've got quite a good, is it just me for us, have you not? Oh, it feels slightly wrong. Um, <laughs> is it just me like this before midday, but I will, I will go for it. So, Is it just me who thinks about wine as soon as kids come back from school, which is around four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. Yes, I, I, I definitely had that feeling about half past four yesterday when we discussed my how my daughter feels her GCSE situation is going. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, yes. I mean, you know, it just feels like it's 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 the grown up reward, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for me, it's very much actually. I'll, I'll tell you how I thought of this of this uh, of this question was a reading interview with Gwyneth saying she was terrified because she was drinking every day. I think it's the same article you read about carbohydrates. There was yeah, 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 as well. Uh, and we be, it's it's the lockdown. <laughs> At least for me, the beginning was uh, was lockdown, and you know. For those who know me, they, they know I love my wine, but I'm kind of nice and well balanced throughout the week. But actually, lockdown was just an excuse of just just too many kids and too too many husbands around my very very small house. We've been well, based in a small house in, just, the country, in the country. Exactly, and I, I feel like the world got so small. Yeah. There was no other pleasurable outlets. So yeah. why would you not do that thing? Isn't it funny? At this, I want to talk about this Gwyneth thing for a minute. It's like even when she's trying to tell us how human she is and how fallible and how real she still manages to come across as like judging the rest of us by saying, I know um, I had a glass of alcohol every day. Like, Oh, Gwyneth, you devil. It's like, <laughs> God, what, what, what must she think of me? It's like <laughs> unbelievable. But, yeah. uh, I mean, and I'm nutritionist. Um, yeah. I was say, at least you two got the excuse of having children. I mean, you know, and having to, well, walk. you've got the dog. I mean, he I seems like a pain in the ass sometimes. I mean, I'll be honest. I yeah. think I've said this before. I mean, genuinely, at the height of the first lockdown, when those uh, Downing Street briefings would happen, and Boris or whoever would come on at five o'clock, for me, that more or less became like the cocktail gong. So at <laughs> five p.m. gong. Oh shit! The, the briefings on. I haven't poured my gin and tonic yet. So literally, it would become a ritual. The second I saw that come on the telly, I'd rush pour a cocktail, sit down. And in all seriousness, there was an element, I think, because it was such a bleak sort of, you know, set time. There was an element of, I really need a drink just to get through the news that he's going to tell me. But as the news even got slightly better, the drinks just kept flowing every day at five. Yeah, yeah. It's actually uh, interesting with, uh, with, oh, sorry, I'm interrupting, Joe. It's actually interesting um, with alcohol because... It's a habit, but it's almost a mental habit because you associate it to different, to different things. So for me, uh, um, for me, it's, it's definitely the kind of, you know, I don't know, four or five o'clock, I would start cooking during the lockdown, which I, I've hardly have time to do in, um, you know, in London because we, we 
they're just so busy. So I would start cooking and I kind of automatically, you know, reach for a glass of wine. And actually now I have to retrain myself back being in, <laughs> being in the real life and have to stop drinking during the day because I, I know it's, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. I've definitely got into the habit of, you know, a glass or two and I do need to get out of that habit because it does, it's another thing that affects your sleep. It's, a, you know, it's all of those things that, yeah. It doesn't, um, you know, I've, kind of slightly agree and disagree. I, I think I think probably drinking every day, it's slightly excessive. Uh, but I really, really do believe, um, give your liver a break two or three days a week. And on the yeah. other days, be moderate, which I mean to, I mean, three glasses, you're pushing it. Red wine is fantastic for you. And, and you know, liver, all liver does, it's completely nutrient dependent kind of chemical washing machine and it just cleanses stuff so if you give liver a lot of nutrients to break down the alcohol and any other toxins like pollution and you know stuff what you put on the skin um mm. it will deal with it but it just needs the substrate it needs the helpers to do so so i very much believe as you know i, I love my supplements and i love you know i constantly put some supplements to support my liver but this is how it works if you support it it will be perfectly fine with dealing with the consequences of our life because we need to live and actually from my experience taking and I'm not talking about myself now uh, but you know take away alcohol from my patient's diet some of them it's extremely stressful and you know we're just talking about a couple of glasses of wine yeah <laughs> um and actually stress it's much worse than a bit of a liver support I need to give them um you know stress means higher levels of cortisol and that's much worse for you so I mean you you're talking so much sense as far as I can yeah, did I sell yeah. it where's your church Gabriella and what what time did what time the service start it's like yeah. <laughs> but I mean asking for a friend Gabriella if, if I was somebody who enjoyed a drink uh, um, you know what what would be the best supplements to take for my liver support <laughs> <laughs> so I like and um, if you were going to choose one or two supplements I very much don't like going to specific so you know me as a nutritionist I have a supplement drawer next to my next to my head basically next to my bed and I pick what I need but I recommend to my patients take a good quality multinutrient, which is which is focused for that certain goal. So, personally, you know, you can buy a liver supporting multivitamins. I, I do one in my range, which is called Clean Me, which I absolutely love, and I use very very often, as you can tell. But um, but yeah, it's it's always good to have the multinutrient, which will have a baseline of vitamins, minerals. And then slightly top it up and slightly kind of topped up levels of the of the ones which we need for for liver support, for example, or for immunity support or for energy support. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because because you can buy, and that's what I try to explain to my patients, you can buy a lot of you know magical substance. I don't know, let's talk about turmeric. I love turmeric so much, but if you don't this have this one I've got on my desk, you shall we open it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that the champagne right lying around? This is yeah, just yeah, this is a magazine editor. I've literally got two bottles of champagne on my desk. <laughs> so yeah. It's not chilled though. It's not chilled. Um, but yes, so it's not about one magical substance which will increase your energy, help with your sleep, da da da. If you don't have all the baseline vitamins and minerals balanced, so if 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 it's my priority as a nutritionist, I will always give you one good quality multinutrient. Uh, you know, take that, and you'll be much better than buying really expensive goji extracted from some. I don't know. To be wow. sure. So take that and run to the pub. Run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's never too early, Gabrielle. Never too early. Yeah. And they're open. They're finally Six open. Six o'clock somewhere, baby. Six <laughs> o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I think we're on to our last topic, Joe, which I believe is yours. Yeah, I have a feeling this might be just me. <laughs> but it did occur to me the other day. <laughs> Is it just me who, at work, has a favourite toilet in the office? It's just everybody. Do you know what I mean? You sort of like, I go in and if, if somebody else is in my toilet in the, in the thing of stalls, I feel a bit affronted. I feel a bit, I like the middle one. What is it I about that it, particular toilet, Joe? What, what, well, it's, what? Got a, it's, it's got a hook on the door when the other ones haven't. So if I need to, like, get changed, I can do it in there. It's the best flush. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. But everywhere I've worked, I've had a, like, there was one where you, you, where we used to work at Glamour, we used to all have our own private sinks in the in the bathroom, which was really nice. And I used to love the disabled loo there because it was really big and clean. And we didn't have any disabled people, even though we had a disabled loo. So you never felt guilty for going in there. Um, so, yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> Well, please, well, please share. Well, I, I never even it's been a while since I've worked full time in an office, but I think I did used to have a similar thing. But I mean, my friends laugh at me, but I swear that there's a fortune to be made in the person that devises an app that tells you what the best toilets are to use publicly. Because let's be honest, if you're caught short and you need to do a number two in public, well, for me, that's my worst nightmare. I mean, a. Yeah. I mean, to poo somewhere publicly or not at my own house is my worst nightmare. If I have to do it, I want to make sure it's a very, like, it can never be one of those stable doors. You know those toilets where it's half oh, yeah. off at the top and the bottom so people can see your feet or the top of your but head? This is, I've, I've never told this story on the podcast before, though I have told other people. It's like Victoria Station, about 2012, it was, was where I realised I had a shellfish allergy. <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just say that. And I literally had to phone my nanny from the stall at Victoria Station and say, I am, I don't know when I'm going to get out of here, okay? I just don't know. She's like, how long do you think you'll be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm going to be late. I'm scared to leave this place. <laughs> and, and then, of course, then you're scared to exit it when you've sort of like rained such hell <laughs> down on it it's like so then you feel like you've got to stay there a long time so that you can exit without being ever seen or noticed again yeah i know what you mean oh. yeah Gab gabrielle i feel like we we Sorry, gabrielle i've lowered the tone again uh, i've yeah. really really lowered um i can't <laughs> relate to the office because i'm currently a non-office I'm, I'm, I'm working from home but um i'll tell you what i uh, I don't have an issue. I'm going to talk about number one only. Uh, but oh, boring. <laughs> oh, yeah, rude, Gabriella. I have a, a, I mean, I've done 15 years of modeling. I can pee anywhere. I mean, literally, <laughs> to my husband, amazement. And actually, on the runway, wherever you need. <laughs> I've done so many location shoots when, when literally, I don't need to in front of 12 people, 12 oh, people yeah. and you know and it's absolutely normal so it's healthy it's not healthy to to keep it in it's not good for your kidneys <laughs> it's not, yeah it's not going possible yeah. but oh uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't bother yeah. me that much <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pee, yeah, I mean, peeing is not so much of an ordeal, but you, you know, I, I'm very uptight about yeah the number two situation. So I do think if there is a an app developer out there that can basically create a kind of just eat or a delivery Uber for toilets, and and the thing is, well, you could rate them. So for example, Joe, you could have rated like Victoria Station toilets. Was it a five star experience? Did it have you know a lock on the door? Was there water? Was there soap? All that kind I think of I, I I think for everybody who came after me, it was definitely not a five star experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, there are people who are scarred for life from what happened that day. But, um, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I used to have a friend. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I used to have a friend years ago. Um, and actually, one story, I haven't seen him for like 20 years. Uh, one story which really stuck to me, it was uh, obviously as a model, you kind of, and he was doing modeling as well. And as a model, you run around town all day. And obviously, you know, if you need the loo, you need the loo. Okay, so this so this guy's a model, so he's hot, right? So this let's just set the scene. Yeah, yeah. Soho finished one of his castings with his little backpack, his photos, needs a look. And he was insisting that every time he needs a look in Soho in Mayfair, he would only go to Claridge's. Oh, I love him. That's what I've been going wrong all these years. I mean, that is I respect that. Claridge's, it is, and the second one was Selfridges. I don't know why, but but apparently Claridge's and Selfridges are the other other top. The the problem with Claridge's though, as lovely as it is, is if you have embarrassed yourself in any way, there's an attendant standing out there waiting (laughs) that you that you've got to make eye contact and small talk with and give a tip oh yeah, yeah. you see i'm i'm yeah. in my in my sort of app that hasn't been built yet i mark down the toilets with toilet attendants i don't like that presence looming outside listening i don't like it i had a fight with one in um not not a cheryl cole fight but a, a, a fight with one in in strawberry moon um because she was out there and she she was like polishing the bottles of perfume and stuff and it was lovely and i realized mid mid number one there was no toilet paper <laughs> and when I sort of exited after this hideous thing none of the stalls had toilet paper and so I said to you know it's really nice that we've got the soap and the perfume and the hand lotion and the, and the manicures and the impulse sprays and all that but some toilet paper would be great and she looked at me like I was the biggest asshole on earth it was like so that was yeah I just think you know what was that all about so I actually have one more amazing story you will love. So pre-Christmas, just after the, was the second lockdown opening, had a really uh, lovely dinner organised in one of the London's kind of private members club. This was the first time I went out in probably two and a half or three months, given I hate going out in the evening. And we had a wonderful dinner with, actually, with Dame, Dame Joan Collins uh, downstairs. In the oh, club. okay. So Pierce was there as well. So we know all about Actually, this. He yeah. wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, he wasn't, wasn't he? Yeah, all right. Yeah. It was, just, it was yeah. just us. And we had this really kind of growing up just before Christmas, you know, nutcrackers everywhere. I mean, it was all so wonderful. And after the main course, I go upstairs. And for some reason, I take my bag, which I never normally do. Um, my handbag went upstairs. Managed to go, there were people in front of me. I was getting quite annoyed because they were walking really slowly on the stairs. I'm like, oh, I need to go downstairs, hurry up. So I go to the disabled loo all the way in the back um, and um, and I get completely locked in. And literally within two minutes, try to oh, no. and go out. And this is not um, the loo when you have, you know, the gaps or any kind of gap. This is really, really expensive and ridiculous. Thick door this size, which has <laughs> a proper solid wood. There's no kind of hole I can shout from. I'm anyway, trying to guess where this place is now. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's maybe yeah. about the square. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, so literally I called um, the lovely attendant lady and then as lovely as she is, she's incredibly slow. And I'm so conscious of, you know, three people sitting downstairs thinking, what is she doing now? So after five minutes. <laughs> she's I like, oh God, Gabriella's doing a poo, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> I'm so innocent. It was a really quick week. Anyway. <laughs> So I am trying to come out at that point of desperation where this lovely lady kind of say, yes, I will bring someone else. I'm like, okay, I've been here for five minutes. Luckily brought my handbag, which I never normally do. Call my husband. My husband runs upstairs, free throws up. And then suddenly, so basically long story short, 25 minutes later, I'm still in the loo. Oh my God. Fire brigade called in. The fire brigade still hasn't arrived, but luckily my husband by that point getting quite angry. Uh, and actually Percy, uh, John's lovely husband, was outside the loo where I was stuck at. And oh my they God. They had to get some kind of metal device and the lovely, um, uh, the guy who was doing, you know, the floor plan, um, that's yeah. plan, he came upstairs, basically kind of done his heroic, oh, I'm the fireman, I'm going to save you. And basically had to break the door, had to break, you couldn't even break the lock. He basically had to <laughs> dig out the hole in the wood in order to get me out 25 minutes later. Amazing, and that's the disabled lose, and that's a disabled lose. So, can you imagine if you're you're in there, you've you've got up there, you're in your wheelchair, you've. What? How would they get you out? I think you would have to stay a little bit longer, and the fire brigade would get you out. It was basically oh my a gosh, lock, but it was just yeah, the lock was not reacting. So I basically emerged after like 27 minutes. In that this, is this extraordinary. With, with a big uh, big applause of like 12 people being lined up. <laughs> 
<laughs> including half of them, man. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad that didn't happen to me on my shellfish allergy day. Oh, uh, oh gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm also could... phobic, so it, it wasn't that great, but it was very, very amusing. Okay. Well, well, there's um, no fear that, like, the fear when you're locked in a toilet, I feel. It's a special kind of fear. I don't know what it is. It's a fear. I, I, I had that in a, in a basement once where the door handle came out in my hand when I went to open the door to go out again, and I didn't take have my phone. And um, so I just had to wait there till and wait till somebody else wanted to come and use the loo. When she came, I was like, "Could you? Um, yeah, I can't get out." Um, so <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. Yeah, no, you didn't. You'd have Joan Collins waiting for you on the other, on the other side. I'm afraid. So she went. I did not. No, I had Julian Lindley, my friend. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which was well, great in its own way. Yeah, I think, I think all that lovely toilet talk. I think that's a perfect. I know. I'm thing. sorry. It's always the Aussie. It's always the Aussie. So, yeah, we started with poo. We ended on toilets. Gabriella, there's a beautiful synergy to this podcast, as you'll see. It's all planned meticulously. She's a doctor. She knows it's natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Gabriella, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so much fun. Guys, thank you so much. I actually really enjoyed our chat. What a, what a lovely way to start my day. Thank you. Thanks, wow. and Gabriella's Thanks book, for being here. Gabriella's book, Two Weeks of Feeling Great, is out now. Everyone do check it out. Um, thank you guys for listening. Joe, always a delight to see you. Uh, isn't see, it? Isn't it just? It always is. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even with that Victoria Station story, I still love you. No, um, I'm sorry. Have I not told you that before? I bore everyone with that. No, I've known yeah. you a long time. You found something new to shock me with. Well done. She dead beat this week. Jarelvin's on four. Oh, I do, like, do miss prawns, but I'm ne- never again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Oh. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.